Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I wanna share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Hi, I am jumping in here to let you know that this week's episodes are replays, replays of shows that were wildly popular in the past and have some really great information for you. Before we dive into today's episode, here are a few words from folks that support Photo Business Help. If you'd like to try digging in a little bit more deeply into yourself, what makes you tick, and your business, and maybe try and figure out what needs to be released or changed to make your business grow and thrive and to make you happier as the business owner, check out one of my one-on-one tarot readings for businesses. They are about 45 minutes. They're done one-on-one privately over Zoom and offer you the opportunity to dig a little deeper and really understand what you need most and tap into your own wisdom. So check that out. You can go to photobusinesshelp.com forward slash tarot, T-A-R-O-T, to learn a little bit more about how all of it works and to pick a slot and sign up. Have you seen White Lotus? I have not. I don't even know what it's about, but I know that it's a big thing because everybody's talking about it. And is it on HBO or Showtime? It's on HBO. Yeah. Okay. So I'd have to sign up to watch it. It's so deeply character driven, like deeply character driven. There's definitely a plot. You're kind of wondering what's going to happen. Oh, that's so good. Okay. It's so slow and it's so nuanced and the acting is fantastic and it's just it's very character driven and it's like it's it's a blast and the style there's two seasons the style and the themes are the same in the sense of like you see these recurring themes and these recurring dynamics and these recurring even the settings there's lots of water there's lots of like it's very cool it takes me back to like my literature degree days where we'd like analyze stuff there's a writer Richard Yates he wrote Revolutionary Road they made that into a movie same kind of thing where he had this like nuanced ability to create a character that was so when you're watching it in my opinion when I watch it I completely forget that I'm not watching real people I mean that I'm not watching you forget that you're watching actors and you feel like you're watching real people yes that's the best because I have a hard time I cannot feel like lately there's so many new shows on like Netflix that pop up and I start it and within the first two minutes 
if the acting is even slightly cheesy, cheap, I'm I can't. I can't even I'm done. So it's really important to me that the acting's like good and the characters are good. Yeah. I think they're making a lot of stuff on Netflix now that is a little like slightly below the bar. Yeah. Because they have a lot of money and they're able to produce all these things and they're following, you know, novels kind of based on a novel by so and so and and that's fine because it's it has the plot there. There it is, full circle from the beginning of this conversation. I think a lot of the new Netflix stuff is really plot driven rather than character driven. Yeah. I just started watching Yellowstone last week. Oh my week. gosh, I've heard that it's good. And I I think also that it's the characters. Because like you just get so in love with them. Like you think about them and they're like real people to you. And you're invested in who they are and their story. And you feel things when it happens to them. And Where is it on? What's it on? Peacock. Oh, okay. But it's also on actual real TV. What do they call that these days? Cable? I don't know. Regular television. Normal TV. But I was behind because it's already five seasons. So I'm the new season is out on real TV. So I'm catching up. But it's good. And then I just read a book over over Christmas that very much same thing. I keep thinking about it. And it's been a week since I finished it. And it was The Nightingale. Ooh. It's a World War II story. Nazi yeah. Germany. Yeah. Yeah. They're making it into a movie. But Amazing. It, that was so good. Awesome. So, yeah. I need to read some more just fun stuff, but that's another conversation. I'll lend it to you. Okay. Well, we have a question for phototherapy today. As a reminder, if you want to send us something, just send it to helpdesk at photobusinesshelp.com and just title it phototherapy. So anyone can send us a question. We look forward to hearing from you. Okay. I'm going to read this first part. She sent, uh, this is someone that sent three questions in one, but we're only going to be able to get to one. So I'm going to read the first part. I'm listening to the podcast and some ideas came up for me, like brainstorming. I would love opinions and ideas for how to personalize your experience with clients. For example, I thought about getting clients a small gift at the end of the year just to thank them. I'm talking a rather small gift, nothing expensive where I would waste my profits on it, but just something as a little thank you to try and set myself apart. I've heard of people getting customized cookies made with their logo on it or a Christmas ornament with their logo on it, things like that. I mentioned to you when we were kind of reviewing this question that I haven't done gifts for people unless they've been wedding clients. I used to just fire off like a dozen three and a half by fives, like with a little white border, like just prints and tie them together with some ribbon and send them along so they could send, obviously the photos are them on their on their wedding day so they could like hang them on their fridge and yeah it was very low cost but it was logistically a little tricky because I'd have to wait for them to arrive and order them and all that yep and then ship them out and all that my first like thought is just why not you try it you know you're already coming up with ideas on how to set yourself apart and why don't you just try a few things and see what feels good and works well and if it if it ends up being like too much, then, you know, for next year, I'm going to try something different. And yes, I was kind of thinking of doing something similar this year, but I didn't. I didn't. And yeah, that's just like my first thought. Just try it. See what happens. I love that response because I kind of thought that too. You know, you and I have tried so many things over the years. And I, I mean, in addition to the photos, I've tried a bunch of different stuff with gifts for wedding clients and stuff. But 
yeah, do what feels good to you. What's what's most in line with what you like to do? If if customized cookies sound really fun, like if you're really into food and you know your clients are really into food, do that, you know? There's no wrong answer here. It's really just going to depend on how it works into your workflow and how it feels to you. Yep, and what fits within budget if that is something that you need to consider as well. Totally. And as far as like setting yourself apart to clients, that gesture does, you know, it's like, oh, fun. She sent us this thing and that does stick in their mind. But the biggest way is obviously happening during the service that you're providing for them. Yeah. The prep before this, the photo session, how the session goes, how you're helpful to them afterwards, your follow up, your follow through, professionalism, all that kind of stuff like that, that will set you apart tenfold than an end of the year gift because they're not really expecting that but but it's a fun little surprising thing to get to start the year off there's yeah yeah there's no right or wrong totally do it if it feels good and if not or you don't get to it I don't think it'll hurt you in any way yeah I totally agree with you that you set yourself apart from the minute that someone inquires with you I mean that's it's in all the little things that add up to someone's vibe of your perception of you you know and so I, I think you could have an awesome gift. Let's play with this a little bit. You could theoretically send them a $500 gift or a $50 gift or a $5 gift. And you're probably not going to move the needle in the setting yourself apart too far. Mm-hmm. It's really going to be an aggregation of everything they've experienced with you. Also, you're sending it to one couple that may or may not ever need or want photos again. So they might refer you if that could be an option, but I don't think the gift itself is what's going to be setting you apart. If that's what you're kind of looking for, like a creative way to be like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is how I set myself apart. You set yourself apart in a lot of ways throughout the whole process. Yep, totally. Hopefully that made sense. Nailed it. <laughs> well, and the other thing that I thought was interesting is idea number one is brainstorming. I would love opinions on ideas for how to personalize your experience with clients. So this idea of brainstorming, I would highly encourage you. And Audrey and I, you and I started exactly that together. We found that we had similar vibes, similar style. We liked each other. We had worked with each other and met each other in the in real life, you know, in photography world. And we were like, let's just chat with each other and see if we can help each other. Yep. I think that if you're listening and you are, I mean, we're happy to brainstorm on this show, of course, but find that for yourself as well. Find someone that, you know, is in a similar place to you in photography or seek them out on Facebook or whatever and just say, hey, you want to jump on a call and, and see if we can meet once a month and come up with some ideas. Yep, totally. We just like made up what we were doing. We're like, let's just chat like every other week and talk shop and like work through things together. And you can absolutely create that for yourself. Find a friend or post in a group and find someone who wants to monthly like do a Zoom call or something. And you guys just like go over things you're working on, bounce ideas off each other, vent about things. Yeah. Commit to like three months or something and then just see if you want to keep going. If it doesn't feel good, you can stop. Yeah. I find it, it's been one of the most valuable things I've done in the past couple of years. We've gotten, we've helped each other so much. We brought it into Clubhouse for a little while and that was fun, brought more people in. So maybe going to Clubhouse is a place to start too. If you're like, where do I start? You know, whatever. But there's, 
there's going to be someone out there that wants to talk shop with you. And, and that's in a similar place in business because you and I are in such a similar place that we can genuinely help each other. Like, oh, what did you do for your mini session thing in pick time again? Can you show me that button? You know, it's it's literally gets so granular sometimes because we are yeah. on the same page and not with everything. But, you know, keep in mind, you maybe want to start there as far as seeking out someone to chat with rather than someone that's in a totally different genre or yep. point in their business. That's a good point. It might not be as helpful. I was noticing too, and you know, we both look over these questions, but the other two parts to this question, one was about knowing your guys's workflow and to see if there's anything else that us people can implement that might be helpful. And the other idea would be a website audit where we would go over a website and give tips and stuff. And what's interesting is I think there's a couple themes coming up here because we were just talking about like try something with the gift and see how it goes. Workflow, yes, we could go into great detail about our workflows, which we both do in our like private coaching, but it doesn't translate super great to a podcast just like going ticking off all these things. But also it's so personal. Mm -hmm. Every single photographer that I've ever talked to has a different workflow. Every single one. There isn't like a right or wrong way. What I would say is, where do you feel most sticky and tripped up when you're going through stuff? Is it like, oh, calling is just like hard for me and it feels hard or, oh, responding to emails just feels like it takes too much time. Like figure out for yourself what feels kind of the stuff that feels like smooth sailing and the stuff that doesn't and just try different things. It's really the same game the whole time is just trying things that work for you. I mean, you and I just try stuff and then we share it. And then if it doesn't work, we change it. And if it does, we keep talking about it. So. Yep. hundred percent. So I would say like, as far as workflow goes, I think, I think only, you know, what feels kind of clunky. Mm -hmm. And then from that space, you might be able to even submit a more specific question like, my culling feels so clunky, X, Y, and Z. But to go over a whole workflow, we probably don't have time to do that. But it's also so specific to every photographer that that's something you might want to, you know, seek out a mentor or pay someone to do with you one-on-one because that's a long process. Totally. I don't know if you have anything to add about that, but I just, I, I saw some themes in these questions and it, yeah. the, the one is like just trying things, you know? That's how I built my business <laughs> <laughs> and how, how like, it's just simply trying things and doing one thing after the other. And I totally understand the feeling of like other people know better than I do and have better ways of doing things. And if I just know their ways, then I'll hit my goals. But that never worked for me. <laughs> So I just started trying things and not being afraid to not do it right. And I did it wrong a lot and tweaking and adjusting and trying something different. And then that's that's how you get to where you are trying to go. Yeah. And seeking out mentors and stuff is important as well. Sometimes you just need somebody to help you put the pieces together or help you see the pieces the way you need to see them, not so much them doing the work for you. It's always going to be you doing the work, but they're guiding you. Yeah. Yeah. I think trusting yourself and being okay to not do it right until you do get, get it right is like key. Yeah. And I think too, like mentors, in my experience, if you're trying to figure out how to do something, like in this case, like 
is there anything that I should implement in my workflow that might be helpful? I don't think a mentor can necessarily answer that for you without knowing where you feel stuck. What a mentor can definitely help you do is also build more confidence in just going out there and trying it and being yourself and building the brand around your own energy and your own vibe. I think you could solve some of this problem too by just asking in groups and stuff. I mean, Facebook is, I guess, a place that a lot of us go, but just if there's like, if I'm just using culling as, as an example, but if there's like a sticky, clunky part of your workflow, try a couple different other things that you see other people doing and see how it goes for you. And once you feel like you have like a fairly solid, you know, workflow, that might be a good time to to seek out a mentor to really help push you to the next level. Totally. And as far as website audits and stuff, you and I both offer those in our one-on-one coaching, but it'd be kind of tricky to do it, I think, on a podcast. But that is something I've done in brainstorming groups in masterminds. So, I mean, again, I would say if you can find another person or maybe three or four, I've, I've been in a four-person photography mastermind before that we did for like a year. And one of the topics was to audit each other's websites, you know, and just say like, hey, as someone who doesn't mm-hmm. follow your business closely, this is what I think might work for you. So all this to say, I think many of your answers are going to come from yourself. And many of them are going to come from trying new things. And then finally, it is invaluable. I mean, it's so priceless to have a person like Audrey and I started like three years ago, you know, meeting up once a couple times a month or a small group of people to just bounce ideas off of because someone might say, oh, I've tried that before, but it didn't really work for me. But if if you like shooting newborns and it might work for you, yeah, I mean, you're just it's mm-hmm. everybody does it differently. Every single person does it differently. So there's there's no magic answer key. It's not like anybody has the answers. I don't know if that sounds dark, but I mean, really, it, that's kind of the truth. It's just like, that's it. We're all just trying. Yeah, totally. Hopefully that's helpful. It could sound like it's like, just trust yourself and find some people to talk to. But really, without working deeply with someone, which is what I think one on one coaching is for, it's very hard to just sort of help on a really broad scale with something as big as a workflow or a website. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There was a resource I came across that was a really good list. Like you could you could Google a list of like things to have in a good website or something. Like that's those aren't the right words, but I mean like those lists are super helpful cuz they'll be like mm-hmm. clear subheadings and a menu and you know, they'll Yeah. I've gone through those lists just on my own to sort of like double check myself and make sure that I have stuff. So, yeah. Something I heard once that that is good to do for website is to ask somebody older to navigate it yeah and see how easy it is (laughs) like somebody that would be maybe in our parents age group or older who doesn't isn't as tech savvy or I've even like in a Facebook group or Instagram stories been like does anybody have time or interest in going through my website and seeing if anything stands out to them I ask my I'll ask my sister's mom this every time I update something but then sometimes I'll ask other people and also like returning the favor to do it for them as well so you're not just asking someone to do something for you it's kind of like a give and take so you offer like I'll look at your website you look at mine yeah that that would be my best suggestion yeah I literally call one of the exercises in the greenhouse the boomer baby boomer exercise 
because that's my parents' generation. And I'm like, have them look at your website. Yes. See if they know and give them like three things to do. Can you figure out how to contact me? Can you figure out what I'm selling? Can you figure out, you know, like make a list of stuff and have them do it. And yeah, I think you make a really great point. Like, so if you're listening to this and budget is an issue, like finding a mentor to help you really dig into all this stuff one-on-one is an issue. Like crowdsourcing is the way to go. Like Audrey said, like putting it in stories or asking in a Facebook group. But if you truly want that like deep one-on-one work with someone that's had, well, in my case, 13 years of experience or whatever, like if you really want like mentors eyes on it, I think you just have to be prepared to pay for it. You know, I mean, we're obviously giving a ton of free advice because we love doing this on the show, but there's stuff that I think crosses into you're going to get more value if you feel like you really need a mentor on your side. Mm -hmm. And that's generally something I think people have to be prepared to pay for. But there's tons of ways you can get this feedback without without the investment. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I feel like that's I think we've covered that one. But yay, hopefully that was helpful. I always feel like I'm talking in circles, but hopefully there's a couple of good points in there. I don't know. (laughs) And once again, if you want to send us a question about your business. And I think so the last two questions we answered were pretty lengthy. I think we should just remind folks to try and be as concise with one question as possible, because otherwise, for us, it's really hard to get to stuff. So we're trying to honor everybody's uh, questions and get to everything. But one question, try and be as concise as you can and send it to helpdesk at photobusinesshelp.com and title it phototherapy and we will get to it. Yeah, buddy. Anything else? Nope. I think we did it. All right. I am (laughs) hitting the button. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.